changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with your daily dose of Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration to make you simply happy. It's Wow Wednesday, and today I'm going to talk about listening to that little voice in your head, because sometimes that little voice can save your life. Whether you think that little voice is intuition or angels, just plain luck or divine intervention, it pays to go with your gut and do what that little voice tells you. In our first story, which we published in Chicken Soup for the Soul, Angels and Miracles, Nancy Panko tells us that she was zooming down Interstate 80, heading east in Pennsylvania. The beautiful mountains covered with lush greenery loomed above both sides of the highway. Every few miles, a farm appeared nestled among the rolling hills. It was a beautiful day with beautiful scenery. Nancy wasn't enjoying it, though, because she was rushing to her mother, who was in the hospital. Her mother had called her crying, and Nancy had assured her that she would be right there, not thinking about how long the three-hour trip would seem to her anxious mother. So now she was speeding along. Up ahead, she saw one of those giant trucks carrying lumber. And the lumber was all held down with big, strong straps. It looked fine. But Nancy suddenly had an uneasy feeling. And then she heard a voice very clearly saying, Those straps are going to break. What? she asked out loud. That voice spoke again. The straps are going to break? and that lumber is going to spill onto the road. Nancy was a few car lengths behind the truck, and they were both going about 70 miles an hour. Should she stop, fade back? Could she create enough distance between her and the truck? Probably not. Then the voice made the decision for her. Pass him. Get away from him. Do it now. She tried to pass, but the truck accelerated too. She increased her speed more, just enough to pull alongside the truck, but not enough to get past it. She was driving and trying to pass the speeding truck, but also trying to keep an eye on those stacks of lumber. And then, to her horror, the straps started snapping one by one, twirling uselessly in the air. One strap broke, then another. And when the third strap broke, the lumber started to shift. The voice spoke to her again and told her to floor it. She did, and she finally got away. She watched in her rear view and side view mirrors as the stacks of wood slid off the truck onto the road. She was still close enough to see the look of horror on the truck driver's face. He managed to stop safely, and luckily there were no other cars there, so no one was hurt. Another writer for our book about angels and miracles was serving as a soldier in Iraq when she was saved by that little voice in her head. Linda Thorburn was out for a jog around the base where she was stationed in Tikrit. She was almost back to the front gate, and she was glad that her run was almost over. She was about to make her final sprint toward the gate when a little voice in her head said, Take cover behind the wall. She looked up and didn't see any imminent danger. There were no missiles in the sky, the alarm bell was not sounding, and everything was relatively quiet. So she kept running, assuming that the paranoia of being on a battlefield had finally begun to take its toll on her. 
But then her brain started screaming at her, take cover. And she stopped running. And then she heard a blood-curdling scream coming from the front gate. She whipped her head around and saw a huge ball of flames, and then everything went black. When she woke up, she was at the medical station with a medic staring down at her. Another medic came over and said, Ma'am, you were the only survivor. Do you remember anything that happened? Linda was stunned. All she could remember was screaming, a loud bang, and then a fireball that seemed like it was about a mile across. It turned out that a tanker full of explosives had detonated at the front gate. People she knew had been killed, and she was almost one of them. What if she hadn't paused while running because of that little voice in her head? The medics told her she was the only witness and the only survivor. And that was the beginning of Linda's survivor guilt. She went back to her bunk, which was covered with shattered glass from the explosion. One of her friends, Kathy, said she shouldn't feel guilty. She had a purpose now, something she had to do. A few weeks later, Linda received an email from the mother of a girl for whom she had been a big sister for the past six years. She reported that a girl she knew had been taken from her parents by Child Protective Services. And then Linda's friend, Kathy, gripped her shoulder and looked at her intently and said, Linda, don't you see? You survived the explosion to be a mother. It turned out she was right. Linda went home, adopted that little girl and her sister, and is now a mom to two wonderful girls who really needed her. I'm Amy Newmark. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Please remember to share it with your friends and family. Show them how to listen to podcasts. I read that fewer than 20% of Americans have ever listened to a podcast, and they have no idea that it's easy. They don't even know that if they have an iPhone, there's this nice purple podcast button right on the screen. Come back tomorrow for Thoughtful Thursday. It's National Teacher Appreciation Week, and I'm going to share a couple of stories from our new book about teachers. But these stories are all about the kids and how a couple of teachers were blown away by the compassion and empathy of their own students.